Hello friends, welcome back to the After Hours Lounge. Welcome if you are a regular listener. My name is Sandy, I am your host. Um, and I always feel like I need to introduce the guest, but you guys are listening to this having already seen who this guest is. So um, many of you who listen already will know who this person is. Um, it's someone I've been chasing to get on the podcast for a while. We've discussed it heavily um, about coming on from the, the first few episodes I put out. Um, he's a man I've known for a very long time, man I've looked up to for a, for a very, very long time. Um, was my boss for many years. Um, but we wanted to do it in person. Uh, so those of you who follow me on Instagram and stuff, you will know I'm in Vasiliki. I'm in the, yeah, in my happy place. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I am joined by Club Bass Manager, uh, Mr. Ollie Scott. Ollie, here he is. Sandy. <laughs> and uh, yeah. We're here, yes. And the beer, the beer is key. Yeah. This that is, is the, the sound. This is the first beer I've had on a podcast for a while. So Cheers. Uh, cheers, it's mate. Great, yeah. great to be with you. Oh, mate, it's amazing. So the old ones. Um, so yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? We have, we have. It's been a while. Yeah. But we wanted to do it in person, not uh, not on a video call. Not on a video call, not on the airwaves. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. important to be uh, yeah face to face. To be in person. Have a drink together. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those things. I've talked about it so much on the podcast, but it's something that I think a lot of us have missed. And actually, it was quite cool for me to. I was really nervous. The one I did with Bruce last week was the first one I've done in person since I did one with Bruce last October. But I think because me and you had said from the beginning, right, we're gonna we're gonna hold off and do this. It's been kind of one that I've been uh, I've been really looking forward to. Yeah, nice. No, it's it's good that we we can do it in Vass as well because it it means it's it means got an extra meaning. To yeah, it. yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, so obviously, a lot of people, as I said, will know who you are. But can you give us a quick? We don't need the, the full story, so we'll get into that later, but um, a, a quick yeah. kind of few minutes on, on kind of who you are and what you do. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I, I'm the general manager of um, a big windsurfing holiday company, if you like, based in Greece in Vasiliki. Um, I've been there so long, I can't even remember how long I've been there, but it's, it's 2004, 2005. Right. I started, wow. um, and I did. I was a seasonaire before that with Sunsail, and I, my windsurfing career progressed under the guidance of the Club Vast Boys. Yeah, and, and I'm still here and still still doing it. So yeah, and that's yeah, that's what it's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. I think when I first came to Vass in 2011, ten years ago this year, uh, that was my first season, and you were already like. Established, you you were already the manager then. I think maybe you so were. So you say 2010, 2011. 11. Was that my first would be year. yeah. I think that was like this. That going into 2011 would have been my second year as right. the kind of club manager. Yeah, yeah. But we, it we. I think we were still under. No, it was no. It was first. It was Tony and Roger had taken taking cl- taking club vast back. So yeah, things were changing. Things were different. It was it was it was, let's say it was changing back into well, that's how, it, how I knew it when I first started working there. And what's that, because obviously yeah, you transitioned into a, a manager and a lot of people will have been to Club Bass and they know what it's like and you know we'll get into the reputation of Club Bass later, but mm. what's that like going from being one of the boys? Because I, <laughs> I know this is something that we've talked about an awful lot off, off air, so it's something I want to talk about here. And I think it's something a lot of people struggle with when they find themselves in a position of power. Yeah. But what's it like going from being one of the one of the boys to suddenly I'm still one of the boys, but I've kind of got to tell you what to do. 
Like how, because you, you know, like there's like you and and Colin and Bubble, who's here at the moment and stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Because yeah. you guys all came up, and Max as well, to a certain extent. Yeah. You guys all yeah, came up, Max. and then suddenly you're in charge of all of them. How, what, what was that like, navigating that? Well, I think, well, I don't know, someone had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, the kind of the history of it, there was there was other managers, obviously, before me. Um, we'd been through this period where... Club Vats was run by Tony and Roger. We had um, a manager at the time, Shawnee. We had Rachel Brown, who you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Brownie, uh, Lee's wife. Um, we had Andrea, well beloved, who was also one of the, the club managers or hotel manager, if you like. And I was an instructor. And Bubble was already sort of established as an instructor. Mm-hmm. And um, Colin and me arrived at the same time, although Colin had been in Dahab a little bit before me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we all, Marco Vedler as well. I mean, we, there was, there was a gang of us that started all around the same time and it was all, it was all kicking off. Freestyle was a big deal and it was all, it was all changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, Tui took over. Right. And, um, Tui's big, big, big travel company. And we were sort of like operated by Sunsail, who was under their umbrella. And uh, things changed because they're, <clears throat> let's say, uh, a cor- you know, big corporate business. So yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was a different structure to how things were running. Tony and Roger were still involved in the background. They're the owners of Club Vass. Um, and then, and then, they got Club Vass back after five years, and that's when the transition for me was made from instructor to manager. And as you say, how do you, you know, going from being an instructor with your mates, one of the boys, to yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden you've got to run this business and you don't really know how business works, but you know how windsurfing works and you know how customer service works and you know you've got a really good grasp of what people want. Yeah, yeah. From a from a let's say from a guest point of view and from a staff point of view, so yeah, figuring it all out and obviously the pecking order, yeah, and the pecking order of the boys and like in in you could say in private like you get a lot of you get a lot of shit from them, um, but they understood that someone's got to run the ship and the job had been given to me and. Mm. I think they were they were also there they were chasing other kind of career paths I was going to say that because I swear like I spent a lot of time with Colin and things and what I feel like obviously Bubble was very much a pro windsurfer wasn't he he was like chasing the tour and then you had Colin that was like the pro coach isn't it of Marco and stuff whereas that's what I from for me as an underling at the time Mm -hmm. I viewed it as that and then you were very much the, the manager kind of thing yeah well I think if you you know there's a you know, bef- before I got to that stage, there was obviously a lot of people before me, and I mean, you know, even with the history of Club Vass, it took me two years to get a job on the beach at Club Vass, mm. just as an instructor. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard gig to, it's a hard place to get a job at, and um, so that was just getting a job as an instructor. Also, I had to kind of wait to become the manager because it was, and these are really good friends of mine, Steve Hackey, Chris Hartley, yeah, 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 yeah. all before me. And, you know, it was kind of like, well, you know, Ollie's got potential and they let me run Margarita and they let me run Dahab and, but they didn't quite really, you know, unleash me on the, on the beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and I was just kind of in the background just carrying on doing my thing and as you say Bubble ever the professional pro you know doing his thing and Colin was going down the coaching route and um, yeah I kind of just found my it just it, it just kind of worked with me and also I think I I would never claim to be a, like an amazing windsurfing coach like Colin is unique yeah, yeah. Um, Bubble's also very good can bore the pants off you bubble but he's <laughs> extremely extremely good max as well um you know i should also include max in that that um an amazing windsurfing instructor as well as a pro yeah, windsurfer yeah, yeah. so um i think if you put us all in the room you know i might not be as good as them at some things but i was i was kind of good at covering all the bases yeah yeah, yeah. um and and also taking responsibility if you like yeah yeah someone has to yeah well going going back to something you said because it's it's something that a lot of people talk about especially within the kind of club bass circle but also just the season air circle in general mm. um, and a lot of people that listen to this seem to be kind of season airs and, and things like that and that's yeah. that that thing of what you always said and you said it there yourself it took you two years to get a job on the beach mm. and you've always I've only ever known you as the manager of club bass I, my first season was 2013 you were already very established but when I approached you in 2012 about working there uh, leaving a certain other holiday company that bled orange. That's what I'll say. Um, but it was you were very much like people have to do their time and all this stuff. And I got a job straight away because you were like you've done three seasons in other places, so you've got this experience. You're coming on as an experienced intermediate instructor. But then as I was there over the years, other people would come on who didn't have that experience, and you go right. You're going behind the bar for three months, or you're yeah, going yeah, yeah. in the kitchen. My little brother did a season in the kitchen. It's the best fun he's ever had. But what's what 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 is the ethos like really behind that? Other than just a bit of kind of banter of oh, you got to do your fucking time because it's club bass. What's what's um, the ethos behind that? Well, I think there's a, I think there's a little bit of that. That's probably a, part of that is everyone has to pay the dues, and that comes from me, right? Like. You can be hot shot windsurfing instructor. You can be doing scratch Maguchi, forward loops, whatever you like. Yeah. But if you're not ready to deal with people, yeah. like on a daily basis and look after them, and 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 it's it's a customer service based job. Yeah. So you've got to be able to deal with people. So that's kind of like the the first thing. The second thing is, and really this is kind of the origins of it, if you like. Um, I'd done seasons as you had done as a windsurfing instructor yeah yeah and I started at the low level and sort of worked my way up to teaching the, the high level stuff and you know I uh, you know, back in, in, in let's say this is a long old time ago because I'm quite old um, <laughs> <laughs> the the level of people back then was if you know if you could do a Vulcan or forward loop it was like wow you know, yeah, yeah. because the, the pros were only doing flackers and shackers back then and Ricardo hadn't even really invented most of the, the moves the switch moves yeah, and, yeah. and we haven't even got on to Goyito if we're talking about freestyle windsurfing so um, yeah you have to pay your dues you have to learn you've got customer service and then yeah you've got to be able to demo all the stuff so Tony who was one is one, is one of the owners of the club ass yeah. I applied he said yeah, cool. You've got a bit of experience, but you're not quite ready yet. And da 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 da. And I was like, okay, all right. I got to the stage where I could go from Vulcan to I could Spock and forward loop. Right. And then I was actually I was 
grafting for the PWA. I was working for the PWA on the, the indoor um, windsurfing event, and I'd emailed Tony again and said, look, I've improved my windsurfing, I've done more teaching now, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, okay, we'll see you. See you at the boat show, whatever. And um, it was quite funny because I, I had a go on the pool with all the pros. With the be- fans, be- the pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, bearing in mind, like, I'm just working as crew, like, just grafting, whatever. And um, all the pros are there, and I'm starstruck, and it's amazing, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, Duncan, the head judge, and Julian Deval, um, they gave me a shot on the pool, and I, I went, I did a Spock right, on the pool, and did a forward loop, and they were like, what? Why are you not in this event? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> So no, I'm just working, mate. <laughs> um, and um, and then Andy Groom, who was running the um, the event at the, this London indoor um, PWA event, he said, "Look, oh, you need to go and work at Club Ass." And so I was like, "Well, I've been trying, trying to, mate. Yeah, I'm trying. It's like my dream to go and work at Club Ass." And um, he goes, "Well, I'll introduce Tony." And I'm like, "So go and meet Tony um, near the Guinness tent." Funny enough, <laughs> stand. Um, and uh, basically Tony's like yeah cool you can have a job so you've made it sort of thing yeah yeah and I was like look I've got this girlfriend and um, he, he was like okay go and get her and um, <laughs> then she was, she's a very attractive girlfriend um, and uh, Tony kind of he went to introduce and he kind of brushed me aside and just went you've got the job well done <laughs> so there I got the job off the back of uh, an ex old girlfriend yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so there's a little bit, little bit of that that, sorry, long bit long-winded, but yeah, um, it's a good story. That, um, yeah, if you're made to wait, you, uh, and you pay your dues, you want it more, and you then you deliver such like a good, you know, level of instruction. You've improved. You want it more. You work hard. You understand it. If you're given that, if you're given something on a plate, then you just you feel like you don't need to work for it. Yeah, no one works for it, and that's something that I've sort of learn or take them with me along the way so yeah because that's quite funny the story you just told there that's very similar to the way you kind of welcomed me into club bass as well of kind yeah. of you like we were in dahab weren't we and you were running club dahab and i was yeah, yeah. i was one of the holiday club just hanging around those of you who don't know dahab's in egypt it was a windsurf resort obviously mm. because of the problems in egypt but it was outrageously cheap so we all just used to go and live there for a few months and i remember you kind of not I wouldn't say torturing me, but it was like, well, I get a job, won't I get mm-hmm. a job? And then eventually you kind of just walked up and you were like, you know, how much do you want to work at Club Ass? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And then you just, oh, yeah, welcome to the team. And it yeah, was, yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you attribute that to why Club Ass has this reputation for being, having the best instructors in the world and being the best coaching? Because you, you think there's this model of not only are you just going to come in and just teach, like essentially you're going to wait for it and once you've got it, then you're going to be, Jedi'd as well. Yeah, I think there's like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that worked over Clubass over the years, and I, I think the sort of the way that we recruit, there is not a big HR department. It's there never there has there, there, never, there, there never there never has been. Yeah, yeah. It's always been very personal, and you you it's word of mouth. You can obviously apply for a job, but it's mainly word of mouth, and um, you know the bit of proving ground it's really good to always meet people like mm-hmm. as, you know as you just said about the Dahab thing you know you know you're from Vass and so make you in Dahab see you windsurfing you're windsurfing good 
you know see you you know you're a good coach you've got you know and we're all in the industry so I speak to your manager back in the day and they're like yeah yeah he's a really good coach like yeah yeah I think it, it I think it boils down to the um, good get a good like you know reference if you like um, you can coach you can you can party and drink beer because that's essential at club yeah yeah and um, you can windsurf good yeah um and yeah, I, look, it's totally evolved over the years. It's, it was, when I first rocked up, it was loose. Yeah. It was a goose. <laughs> um, and it, things have tightened up and been changed and kind of, I don't want to use like, probably more professional, I don't know. Um, it's changed. It's definitely changed. I noticed it changed yeah. over my years. I did, yeah. I did 2013 to 2017. And 2013 was what I would call still part of the Colin Dixon era mm. um, and that's not to take anything away from Colin mm. but anyone who knows him is that he's the life and soul of a party and he's an instigator as well isn't he he you know he gets yeah, everyone yeah. whipped he's he was the best person in the world at getting someone people whipped up so it was that like culture and then by the time it got to my last season that was almost gone mm. um, and there was a lot less of that and a lot more of like right you know we're going to try and cultivate the best coaches and all this stuff and suddenly people were coming into work before work and doing yoga and stretching and all that and it all got a lot more holistic and there was mm-hmm. still I think it just became you had more of like you had the option whereas in 2013 it was very much like if you don't come out and party till 5am and sleep in the beach hut and wake up there the next morning you're not really part of the team kind of thing yeah you, you know what I mean you, no you've got it you've got it it as as it's evolved over the years it the the, the culture or of the staff let's say and the what's required has yeah. changed slightly so it, and, and, and it's got it's got it's, it's really it's got to be the busiest windsurfing club in the world now I can't I, believe I'm not, I'm not claiming yeah. it's the biggest but it's it, for sure what goes on on, on a daily basis now is pretty ridiculous when 10 15 years ago it was it was slightly different there was still a lot of people but it was it was different and 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 also as you as you're pointing out and like what we're talking about the kind of requirements the drinking you like your your drinking certificate your freestyle certificate and um you know it was all it was all part and parcel of it and it's changed a lot over the years and as you've mentioned people are looking after themselves more. I'm, I'm included in that. You know, um, you do yoga. You're drinking less, partying less. You're, you know, doing swimming, biking. You know, you're just taking care of yourself, eating better, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, taking a bit more time, and and that also the windsurfing level can, uh, whether it's coaching or free sailing, freestyling, that is also improving all the time mm-hmm. sometimes you see it uh, in big big leaps and other times it's just little and not, not a lot of people will notice that but I notice it all the time like with instructors that do three seasons or five seasons and they move on you can see them progress or their attitude changes depending on that's the biggest thing I ever noticed yeah. was, was people's like people people's attitude changing and what, what you said one of the first things you said was that talking about <clears throat> ultimately the kind of level, people's level and stuff doesn't as matter as much, but like people's attitude and their customer service and realizing that actually like 
you know, I'm not here to lie under the sail rack and chill out and stuff. And that is part of it, and that's part of the attractiveness of working at Clubhouse. Yeah. But ultimately, like you always said it to us, you were like, boys, if you go and if you go to the bar and you talk to guests and schmooze them and have a chat to them and make their night mm. after you've taught them to card jive or whatever, they will buy you beers all night. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're right, and they and they did, and they did that with they did that with you for for many years as, as an instructor. You were um, you were good at, at the customer service bit and, and and making people's holiday. It's just the little extra touches that you're prepared to, to prepared to do. Mm. Um, obviously, when we go into it, yeah, but the social media, the phones, and the laptops, and blah blah blah. You know that that changed things a little bit. And um, but but still, you you were from that generation let's say that was still doing that kind of level of customer service where mm. it's um it's it's not something forced upon you i've never i've never been like you must go to no, no, the no, no, bar no. and i think some holiday companies like enforce it but yeah, yeah. it was just it was just like well if you go and hang out with you the dude that you're teaching or the you know the group that you're teaching and they're they're gonna love it and they're gonna yeah. buy you beers and take you out for dinner or whatever I, you know, I remember like, yeah it wasn't I think it was my last couple of seasons I remember because we always had like pizza night on a Tuesday at Clubhouse mm. and I remember the last couple of seasons you were like right boys if you mm. if you get your group together for pizza night yeah. then I'll, I'll buy you I'll buy you your pizza yeah, 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 or, yeah. or you can your pizza is free mm. and stuff like that Every, you know so well I say everyone actually now I think about it there was two or three of us there was me and like my sort of two or three really closest friends that were instructors so Ed and stuff like that who's been on the podcast as well Mm. we would do it but then you'd find the younger ones who'd be like no I'm not arsed and I always thought it was funny because I'm like you're probably the ones that need a free meal the most and I know you get staff food and things but it was yeah staff food blues the staff food blues (laughs) yeah I've not released that song yet but one you know one day but that Going, coming, go, going off subject and going on to something that mm. I'd actually not even put on my notes, but you just said it. It's yeah. something really interesting is social media. Yeah, and yeah. I, my first season at Club Ass, I didn't have a phone. Yeah, me neither. Everyone else had iPhone. Well, obviously, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't but, even have a laptop, I don't yeah. think. Mine was 20, 2013, so people yeah. had iPhones, and I didn't have one, I remember. The mm. following year, I got one. And I don't remember at that point feeling like I was missing out. But if I was to go my last season, 2017... I didn't mm. have a phone and I walked into the beach I'd have been the odd one out everyone used to man, for sit sure. there just yeah hey man for sure it's like it's um, I don't want to say it's killing my vibe at work but um, the when we talk about the generations that have come through Club Vass of the, the, the friends groups and the instructor groups or however however you want to put it however you want to put it all the people that have come through the through Club Vass and remain friends or you don't even see them anymore or whatever the generations change mm-hmm. and you see it with the phones and the social media um, like some of the younger people that are coming through now they they can be really so influenced by how they look their appearance or how good they are at windsurfing or whatever yeah. Um, because they want to post a picture of you know, and but and that and that has an effect. You know, this year I've stopped the phones being coming to work like in in the in the hut. So oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're allowed. They're allowed to bring their phone and to work, and it has to go in a 
we've had that for a few years. I think but, I see it. Is there a plastic but, tub in the middle? Yeah, yeah. There? But I've like I've really sort of been like, you've got to get get off your phone. Like, why? You're supposed to be at work. Don't talk to someone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's just a it's a minor thing, but it does it does kind of I think there's a lot of competition there. Whereas the competition used to be on the water, you know. Right. You and me have windsurfed together for a very long time. Yeah. I've windsurfed with like are you bubble as an example. Yeah, yeah. Right. Incredible windsurfer, right? But every time you go on the water, we are having the best time ever. Mm. But there's there's always that element so, of uh, competition. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. he's done a better move, I've done a better move. Wow, you're whooping, you're cheering, you're having the best time ever. But you know, there's always a bit element of competition. competition but, that, yeah. but that's on the water, and then you go and drink milk. I think there's a little bit of like it gets in their head about oh, I've so and so's got a picture of them doing whatever they're doing. And I've not got a picture of me doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a social media thing. So yeah, I'm trying to stop the phones. No, it's a good <laughs> point. Like, yeah. It's something I say on the podcast a lot. It's the, you've got in, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So intrinsic motivation is where you do something purely because you love doing it. Mm. So, for example, windsurfing for like you and Bubble or whatever, despite there's a bit of competition or whatever, essentially you're doing it because you love doing it. Yeah. And it's fun and things. But a lot of people, I do wonder, and I've, I've often found myself almost doing this, is they go windsurfing with the intention of getting some content to put on Instagram later. Yeah. Here's a flacker from today. Here's a whatever from today. Mm -hmm. So rather than actually enjoying their session, mm -hmm. all they're doing is looking for something with a GoPro on their mast or they've got a girl on the beach or they're sailing on the inside to take a picture or dude I don't even know what TikTok is but well. they're doing it right <laughs> and don't get me wrong like I have a you know I post picture. I don't regularly but um, you know I do you know when I've been doing you know windsurfing or surfing and I've got a good photo I post it of course I do yeah, yeah come on you know it's like but I mean my you know my phone goes off all day but well, I'm getting you know 50 emails, 100 emails a day and phone calls going yeah, left, right yeah, and centre. Yeah. Especially at the moment in the old COVID times and the Brexit. And, and the peak like, season as well. Peak season, it's madness. But yeah, I don't know if we're talking about it, it's just a generation thing. I think uh, that the younger people are really used to having devices, mobile phones. It's a bit of competition, social media. I think it sucks the life out of people. Anyway, that's just the no, but opinion. I, I, Maybe I, I shouldn't share agree. that. But. I think it hugely... It hugely affects um, it's hard people's to mental it's, it, health and everything. People it's end really up just hard. Being like, it's really hard for people to manage it. I think even adults. Like you know, it's not just about younger people. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's a, uh, it's a really difficult. Well, kind of segueing quite nicely into like one of the the notes I wrote and stuff. Mm. So a big thing I wanted to talk to you about. So you're so I'm thirty this year. You're yeah. you're eleven years older than me, aren't you? I'm, yeah, I'm 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will be 41 this year. 41 this yeah. year. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, Ollie, he has a much finer head of hair than me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he doesn't, you don't look it, mate. But um, Got these pills, mate. Got, yeah, you have to sort me out, mate. Got Hopefully they'll pills. grow back. Got yeah. these pills. We need to give some to Max got as this, well. Got this cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what's that? How, how do you go about you know, dealing with seeing people leaving seasons and stuff and then going on and starting a and this is in quotation marks real job and and yeah, it's something yeah. I talk about on the podcast and it fucks me off to no end all these people that come out on holiday and go when are you going you know asking me or when are you going to get a real job and just enforcing yeah. this idea in my brain of I should be doing more 
obviously you're in a much different position because you're not just an inst- oh, sorry that's a horrible way to say it you're not an instructor you have a you know much more responsibility and things like that yeah look how, my, yeah. my gig my gig is more permanent I, yeah I get that so even though I am yeah you know, se- you know I, I, I am a seasoner but my gig's more in permanent let's say yeah and it's more um, yeah it's it's far more of a I hate, the, I hate to use the term proper job but <laughs> you're not yeah it, 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 is, it is a proper job it's full on some of the stuff I have to deal with yeah um, and you know I do I, I do all the recruitment um, I manage all that and Tony and me work on the kit and, and then you've got the managers of Club Us. there's a huge amount of communication that goes yeah, yeah. goes into it all so um, yeah it's I w- yeah if you want to call it a proper job it is a proper job but I'm very lucky I'm very fortunate in that respect that it it came my way the way it came about as I was just, you know I was an instructor and I was waiting for the opportunity um, and Chris and Steve the guys before me got the opportunity they got the nod before me yeah. Um, and yeah, it, that's the way. It, that's the way it is. I'm still, I'm still really, you know, I'm still really enjoying it. It's been, like it's been really tough the last couple of years. Obviously, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brexit, everything, things changed a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm very lucky to have the sun on my back, the wind in the sails, and yeah, yeah. keep going and yeah, hitting hitting forty or whatever, and um, being like. Did you question anything when you? Oh yeah, yeah. There? Oh yeah, of course. Like, being, I question it every, every, every year. Yeah. Being honest with you. Because um, well, I remember even my last season a few years ago, and well, there's I've, always the rumor of oh, Ollie's thinking of. Yeah, you know, yeah. Look, I think. Yeah. I think what happens is you go, you you basically, you get time off and you think a lot. Yeah. And sort of options come up, and then it comes around to the time of year and you're like oh, I just want to be probably in, just go back again just want to be in Greece because I just want to be in Vasque because it's amazing and it's the islands and you know I love Meganissi I love yeah West Coast there's definitely and, something magnetic about yeah, it yeah yeah no it's I unbelievable think. and um, obviously then there's the, all the you know the, you know the friends thing and people everyone coming back and I really do I really do enjoy my job a lot I get a lot out of it and so yeah that's but there's all this you know periods of the year you know I don't mind when I'm like don't want to do this anymore or something comes up and people talk also I think like you, you say when when guests or people ask you when you're going to get a proper job mm. it's almost like a little bit depends on people how people say it right. but some people do say it as a bit of a dig yeah if you know what I mean yeah like no, they're, I, I they're like um, so yeah but do, you, do you think to me especially when they say it to you uh, do you not do you find it probably just comes from a place of complete jealousy yeah as I said I'm I'm really lucky I'm really privileged yeah. to still be doing what I'm doing at my age and all that kind of stuff um, so yeah it's I think there's a bit there's a tone that, there's a tone there's a tone to it and you can it's quite obvious you can feel it yeah 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 for sure yeah, yeah so, but yeah, it's a good it's a good gig yeah. so why not if you if you if you're fit enough and you've still got the love for it then you can carry on doing it I think if the separation between 
I think as well, so I was going to say the separation about the windsurfing because I still have a really, at the moment, currently, I'm obviously running the club, but I'm yeah. also full-time on the beach, yeah. like full-time. Yeah, I know, you're in there all the time. Um, and I'm trying to help the guys on the beach as much as I can. Some long old days and, you know, I believe in leading from the front, so yeah. if I lift 60 vipers up and down the beach, then they'll come and help. Yeah. I'll drive the boat, I'll go, yeah, in the, yeah. I'll go in the thing, you know, I'll do whatever needs to be done. Um, so, so yeah, if you, it, it, and also with the windsurfing, I'm in a bit of a position where obviously I'm aging a little bit, but I can still go and Enjoy it. have it yeah. on, a, on a freestyle board, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might not be able to do all the moves that you or Jamie or Sambo or all the, the dudes, even the guys we've got now, like the Barringtons or whatever, George Grizzly, just sailing unbelievable. And I'm like, wow, right? I've watched this, new. I've watched this kid and now he's a, like a grown adult and he's like taking charge of the beach team and yeah, yeah. you know and he's sailing sick and it's like it's cool like it's really it's really nice so I can't do what they can do but if it's windy I can do it you can do it <laughs> and you must get do you get a sense of like not like do you get a bit of like rewarding kind of feeling looking at people like George and things like that knowing that you're like I've essentially moulded this guy into, yeah, and I that's not taking anything away from him into, at all. But yeah, look, not look, not at all. I think George is he's seriously pretty focused on his windsurfing, as an, you know, as an example. And you know, but I, as a person, I, as well, I, I, I nod my hat to him because yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's done a lot with his windsurfing, and you know, he's ever ever improving. And yeah, it's good. It's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. But as a person as well, like like you said, you know, taking control of the beach and and things like that. You must get a sense of because you, you, you did that for my generation essentially, and then George's generation is the next one, and now yeah, yeah, yeah. even below that, you've got people like Lucas and Finn and stuff. Well, yeah, through. sure. They get, like the people at the moment, you know, you've got um, you've got George, obviously Tommy, um, who's you know similar. He's come from a similar back. He did ten years in the city, but me and Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom uh, Lino did uh, many years in Cape Town and. You know, we go way back, and um, yeah, you've got Rachel, who's doing. You know, she's doing good, and Sophie Barrington. Yeah, yeah. Vulcans. Yeah, amazing. Amazing, uh, Danny Dan Barrington. So there's this. You know, he he's doing moves and loops and spots and flackers and all that kind of stuff. And probably shouldn't leave anyone out. I can't remember. Yeah, they're all they're <laughs> yeah. all they're all ripping. Right, yeah, yeah. and then the young, even younger than them, because they're in whatever, and then yeah, like Lucas and Finn and that lot coming yeah. through, just shredding, and like it's great to see, and it's great to what, and like I, I, sometimes I just go out and I go windsurfing with them, and I don't want to do the moves they do because I can't anymore. But yeah. <laughs> um, if there's a good gust on, then I'll, I'll. I'll you still got that's yeah, the thing yeah, though. Yeah, you, I think as long as you you know like you said you, you still a good got the connection. crowd pleasers. It's a good connection yeah, to have exactly. with the beach staff. So I think there was a really good like you if if you like if you put like your generation and some absolute shredders you know yourself Ollie T obviously Jimmy obviously Jamie yeah yeah um, Ali Paul um, Eddie Jack Sia all those boys yeah, regardless yeah. of the windsurfing ability like such a good. Um, bunch and I, you know, you can't leave the Crossshore official out. Like, no, the girls, yeah, like yeah. shredding, you know, I like Danwy three sixties, Duck Jimes, and 
I mean, they're they're a really interesting bunch because I think you're about to say like they changed things. I think a lot. they changed things they t- for the girls. Totally, totally. In, in, yeah, in yeah. Club. I think girls went from being, and again, this is not taken any way because I definitely took part in it. It it went from they took it from the girls being caricatures of themselves, and mm. the girls are you know really attractive and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And the girls were like, actually, we're going to be really attractive because we are, but we're also going to be. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, not strong and better women, but they're like, fuck you. We're also going to be really good at windsurfing, and we're going to go against the tradition of fancy dress. Typically, the girls would turn up in slutty outfits. Oh, and God, the fancy dress. The girls used to, <laughs> yeah, the girls used to show up as dinner ladies and draw draw monobrows on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know all this stuff. <laughs> it was like, hang on, you you've really not understood the uh, bad taste, you know, uh, fancy dress theme for this week, but. Yeah, yeah. You know the back to school one. Where you think they're all going to show up dressed as Britney Spears, and they yeah. show up dressed as gym Beard, teachers yeah. and with moustaches and things. Vera Duckworth, <laughs> the school dinner lady. Yeah. No, the the, the the. But that brought such a I, to me for for like my girlfriend Heidi as well coming into it with those girls already there. I think it made Heidi feel like, yeah, it's cool, you know, here, and she didn't mm. feel like she had to, you know, I don't know, like be really skinny or. Not that she's not. Mm. Heidi doesn't listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. But you know, not. But do, do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm. Yeah, there wasn't like. Say, but you know what I mean by it. Look, no, like I go. We're saying there's. I think there was. The the, the female windsurfers that we've had at Club Vassar's instructors, all of them have been really awesome, and it's. If you like, there's a bit of a you know there was. The Crossshaw girls, obviously, I knew them before, and if I, you know, Emily, Laura, Emily, Emily, and they're Millie, all Millie, Emily, yeah. they're all called Emily and Millie, and you know, they were, they were amazing, and they changed the game a little bit. Not, you know, there was obviously good female instructors before that, but they really stepped up to the. They were bossing the. Um, there was just a gang of them, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, they were bossing it on the water with. Like they were learning moves, so they were pushing themselves, and they were soaking up all the like information. They were partying. They were good with the guests and customer service. You know, it was really good. It was a really good time in what I feel my you know my time as a manager. There was a really good bunch of people that I had like the privilege to work with. Really, and you 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 know you're included. In, you know, that's part of your generation yeah it's not to take away from the current group of, of people or any of any of the staff that i've worked with or whatever but there is a real good um the Cedar boys i've mentioned put at you know charlie oh, jones yeah. and uh, you know there's some really um some really really cool people that um that i've been i've had the pleasure of, ple- like, that i've yeah. had the pleasure of working with and hopefully they've you know learned a lot and you know all the boys like the you know Jimmy and Oddie with the wind you know super high level windsurfers instructors and DJs yeah top DJs top DJs which you know I love a beer with with them on a yeah a beer next week yeah they yeah they drop they're um that's something as well that I found now that I've left my club fast career and all Mm. of my generation have Mm. every single person that has left club fast to me when I look at it has gone on to do something fucking cool. Yeah, not, yeah. not even necessarily fucking cool but whatever they've gone on to do they've done very well at mm. and to me and this is what I've, I've said it on so many podcasts before like I think that's not a coincidence like yeah. Club Vass for me just gave me this like 
not only it gave me confidence, of course, but it just gave me this mindset of like, mm -hmm. first of all, just like do it, then it's done. Just fucking get it. Just, <laughs> yeah, do, it. Yeah, just yeah. do it, then it's done. I say, I say all the time, it's something I do now, yeah. every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. as soon as I get up, I start working because then I know it's going to be done so that I can chill out in the afternoon. But yeah, yeah. do you know this do it, then it's done mentality, but also just this like, you can just talk to people. It doesn't matter mm. who they are, whether mm. they've just arrived and they barely speak a word of English or an eight-year-old kid who's really nervous or mm. a 60-year-old man who's been windsurfing longer than you've been alive. It doesn't matter who they are. Yeah, yeah. If you go into a room and you can just chat away to them and find common ground and blah, 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 instantly doors are going to be open for you. And I think yeah. that's what, for me, that's what I, I took away from Clubhouse and clearly it's what everyone else did because everyone else seems to have just done, done amazing things. And it's not necessarily... Yeah. Like just all oh, cool, the, you know, like Charlie oh, cool, yeah, he works for Formula One now, mm -hmm. filming that, or, yeah, you yeah. know, anything like that. But uh, people just seem to have gone on and found something that they enjoy doing and are succeeding at it. Yeah, and it seems to be, to me, it's something that's that's come from from Clavas. I know perhaps this is an odd thing to say to you because essentially you're like still there, but mm. to me, you're like the architect of that that kind of you know mindset. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I can. You know, there's been so many people on, that have worked with Clubvas, for Clubvas, with me, with you, with whatever. And yeah, look, some people have like a really good time at Clubvas and take take goodness away. Let's say you yeah, know, it's they might come a bit wet behind the ears to start off with, or you know they learn a lot, and they improve, they get. You get a lot of life skills, right? Because it's... Yeah. I don't mind admitting this as well. It's just like... Many years ago, there was... The the banter, let's say, was to a level where it was, it was pretty extreme. Yeah. Um, and that's really dulled down yeah. now. And it, and it had to, really, because it was, you know... The world was changing as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've obviously taken that on board or whatever. But, um, yeah, look... It's a. I've said I've mentioned it a few times this evening. It's a customer service job, so you've got to be able to talk to people, and it's a learning curve yeah, as well yeah. because you progress and you get better at your coaching bit, and you get better at talking to people in in large groups, and you have to go. You know, if you're going to say something, say it with confidence and be like. Um, I, I kind of believe you know you've got to take ownership of stuff, whether you're right or wrong. You know, like in in terms of. Um, if you own it, you're good. Yeah, it's good. And um, if you say it with confidence, then people believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I'm back. That's good. Yeah, to yeah. Extent, and and, and just like you said, like do it, and then it's done. It's like, well, yeah, let's get this done. We've got to, we've got to move something from. We've a got to, to we've got to move this thing from A to B, and it's really heavy, and we've only got this amount of people to do it. So let's. Let's get it. it let's do it you know and then it's done and then we can crack on with whatever we have to yeah. do or we've got you know we've got you know like this morning right it's a prime example monday morning clubhouse absolute chaos yeah right we just had a new shipment of rrd boards and it was chaos but what was really great was that uh, max organized it with the guys and tommy and whoever i can't remember who, who they were but there was there was a there was a few people that was like right let's smash these boards out while the meeting's going on and the group chats so yeah, people yeah. are meeting their instructors and in the background you've got a few girls and guys doing rigging up brand new boards and it's august right yeah. 
and no one wants to do set up anymore no, no, no. it's hot it's steaming but they did it and they just smashed it out and bang people are coming up to them going oh, amazing job well, yeah. well done going to have more boards for this afternoon's yeah. win and yeah look, it shows willing and it shows like I think they probably you know things like that you yeah. learn and you can take that away from you that um, take take it away with you if you like how to deal with people and how to get on with, with your job if you like so because that's something I've noticed as well from chatting to people who have um, who have worked for other holiday companies larger holiday companies and things like that mm. when you work at Club Ass there's a certain like level of prestige but you're like pretty much everyone who's worked there especially people who work on the beach they're pretty mm. proud to work there aren't they oh, yeah. so they do go that extra mile like even mm. I saw you this is not me blowing my own trumpet but I saw you unloading boards by yourself yesterday from yeah. a truck yeah, or yeah. you know finding somewhere to put them and I just said to Bruce who's never worked at Club Bass I was like let's go now Polly mm. and then yeah. Bubble came over as well yeah, yeah. but mm. I, I know a lot of other people who's worked for other companies that that didn't exist yeah, that, it's not, it it's not very, my job mate it's, it's not, not my job it's not my job oh, I don't, so I don't, I don't get paid enough of that yeah, I'm not yeah. touching that but yeah. you know you, you find you see bar girls oh sorry you see um, in instructors girls on the beach or whatever they'll carry a load of kegs over for the bar staff yeah, yeah. while the bar because the bar staff are busy there's a there's a lot of that kind of camaraderie that yeah, you just yeah. don't find in other places I didn't really re it's funny you mentioned that because I didn't really realize it at first but something that some people have mentioned to me was the in my in my time was the connection between the hospitality team and the beach team and I'm not just talking about nocturnal activities here, I'm <laughs> talking about the actual like chemistry of the day and what the like the the way people behave when in sort of like in, let's say when the pressure's on. It's mega busy, it's mega hot, we got kids club, pro kids, we got people going kid I need a beer. I'm just opening a beer. No, yeah, Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Um so it's all kicking off and then you've got like yeah you'll see a windsurfing instructor they'll they'll go and pick up some glasses and put them on the bar to help the bar team out cause you can see yeah. you get them slammed and then the, you know the role reverse will happen you'll see one of the, the the waitresses or one of the bar staff like help put a board away or a sail away or you see them like help putting the cages on on the yeah, weekend yeah. because there's not enough staff yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like like I think that um that's something that I'm kind of like really happy about. That I didn't really realise it at first, but people have, people who come here regularly or people that know Club Vass very well are like, you've created this connection between the the, the staff without really knowing what I was doing or I didn't I don't know. It's just like yeah, I'm just like make sure everyone has a good time because I can tell you when in in my day it was absolutely savage between like chefs and. Bar staff, bar staff and you know people were just horrible to each other if you're on the beach it was like yeah, one yeah. team against another almost pretty much yeah and that's like that's completely changed it's one team it might be a slightly different department but it's one team you know everyone Tim Elliott head chef mm. amazing dude like, yeah. I absolutely love him he will come and help lift cages rig boards rig sails he him and me with a f load of other boys um when we rebuilt the centre mm. in 2017, Eight. 2018, yeah. he helped me rip up all the decking. The guy's a the guy's a beast. 
his yeah. boss it's an absolute like loving spits and that kind of mentality you know is really good within like the team people do you think it's do you think that comes from you putting the right people in these kind of positions of power so you know well not not and, and this is not me saying oh it's all you and just, yeah, you yeah. said it wasn't you yeah, but yeah. like you fostered that mindset because Tim's work you know I was here for Tim's first season yeah. and Tim's worked his way up and now he's chef and he goes to yeah. the younger chefs yeah we you know if you see mm. if you were sitting at the bar having a beer and you see the guys putting cages on and they look mm. fucked go and help them out yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. if you see a load of glasses take them up to the bar or you know and then the bar stuff likewise you yeah. know it's that way of, it's that way of thinking now that's coming and I didn't I, look, I'm not taking like credit for it because I don't really I didn't I'm not saying I meant to do it or anything, but un- like if you like under my watch, it's been like it's kind of happened slowly. Yeah. This progressiveness with how people you know do you know do their job or help each other out within a team, so that's really cool that that happens nowadays. And um, yeah, so that's almost good. better though, I think. But when I, it comes but organically. But there's no you know I'm not look mate I you know, I, I mentioned like ownership is like only things when you've done well and only only things sorry my phone's going there uh, I'm going to delete that call um, <laughs> you can wait um, I've made mistakes like I make them regularly we all do you know and hopefully you can sl- you know you, you take responsibility for that and hold your hands up and go yeah I've cocked up here <laughs> oops yeah. um, and hopefully it's not too big <laughs> and you can learn from it and move on and um, yeah obviously you can, I can spin you through all the instructor, all the all the PowerPoint, you know. Well, man, but you, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. It's like all the you know all the stuff. But I'm not going to bore you with that. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's really yeah, it's fucking interesting to actually actually kind of not look back on it, but you know look at look at it from from that kind of point of view. And I like I like what you said though about about ownership. It's something. I think it was Guy Ritchie talked about it on Joe Rogan. I think he was mm. talking about the way you dress. Mm. And Joe Rogan was like, why do you wear yeah. suits all the time? And he was like, because I take ownership of the way I dress. And I go, how, how do I want to be perceived and all this mm. stuff? He goes, I want to do this and, and things like that. And actually, it's the same with with Club Bass and with everything. I'm not saying you need to you know, wear a suit, but if you take ownership for it, how, how does Club Bass want to be perceived? And it's kind of, right, okay, well, I'm going to own it. We're going to be the best centre in the world. We're going to... Mm offer the nicest you know it's going to be the most the nicest bar to hang out in in the world mm. it's going to be good vibes and everyone's going to help each other out and the mm. no one's ever too busy and that's one thing as well no one is ever too busy to talk to anyone mm. even me I've been coming for years and you could say you know yeah I'm setting myself up by coming out here for two months and, and hanging out you know and I don't get fed up with guests coming oh Sandy how are you doing yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could I could very easily be like mm. I'm not, I don't work here anymore I don't want to talk about that yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't, I'm not here to talk to you mm. but you there's something as I said it's almost magnetic there's something here yeah every, everyone's like minded aren't they um, there's obviously people that come here for the first time instructors that come for the first time um, and they just absolutely love it and they excel mm. Um like uh, I know, like Tim, we were talking about Tim, uh, Claire, Claire Elliot, yeah, like yeah. amazing windsurfer, amazing instructor, worked for us for many years, um, and obviously Pip as well. <laughs> like, like I brought Pip here from from out of nowhere, 
Yeah. And like he he lives here now. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. work for Clubhouse anymore, but he no, lives no, here. No. Like it's Found like life, you yeah. know, and he had, he had an, an unbelievable Clubhouse career. Um, yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, Chubsy, the white dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Like. Oh mate, Mr. Chubbs, like I tried to get Chubbs to come and work here years and years ago, and he he was interested, and we spoke, and I didn't know him at this point. He's really young, right? But that was like it's a long old time ago. Yeah, yeah. And like he's still here, and he ran Flying Fish, and now he's working online, and he still lives here, and you know it's like yeah, yeah. All the guests, everyone comes back, man. It's like I don't know. It's, it gets in your gets in your blood or whatever I don't know many people that just don't come back I think you have to be quite like you've got to have a real bad experience yeah 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 or just quite like yeah I, I can leave it I, I did I did my time as a guest or I did my time as a an instructor. instructor or bar stuff or whatever you did and, and you know and just go no I'm, I can leave it there because yeah, I find it very difficult to it's a it's a funny little place isn't it yeah and you know little Joe wild wind not unbelievable sailing school but so many people go back like Clubhouse we have 70% return rate like it's mad it's mm. mad like how many people people are booking their holidays two years in advance yeah even with the situation we've got at the moment with Covid and the you're still full yeah 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 it's mad you know we're, we're we're turning people away and we've never turned people away and well I don't turn them away just get you can always do it somehow um I think there's a lot of love there. There's obviously a lot of like-minded people, and I think people—it's a different holiday experience um, than just going on a package holiday where you lie on a beach and bucket and spade, and there's some there's a speedboat that does some ringos and some weightboarding, and you know. That's what always shocked me. We we used to get quite a lot of guests, or not quite a lot, but every week at least there'd be three, four, five people that had either mm. come out by themselves or come out as a couple or whatever that had never windsurfed before. Yeah. And they were like, what's this? And I think they just wanted, so they didn't want a beach holiday. They mm. wanted to come and learn something while they were sitting on the beach. Activity, yeah. Uh, yeah, they wanted to do something. So they thought, oh, actually, let's go and learn to windsurf. This place is meant to be really good. And they mm. ended up coming back. year or Pretty much, you know, I'd have guests coming. They came on my first season for the first time and they just come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Mm. And they just, they just like, like you said, they just fell in love with the place, and you know, yeah. year two or three, they'd be buying kit, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm in this. I'm, I'm yeah. now a windsurfer. Yeah. I'm now, I now have this like." It's something I talk about in the podcast all the time: is having a a purpose, uh, something that is not tied to your career, something that you love doing, mm. whether it's playing golf, windsurfing, basketball, like building fucking Lego, anything, mm. and how amazing that is for your life and your mental yeah. health and your your just your general happiness if you've got something that you can focus on for a couple of hours a week yeah so i think people come out to club ass and they just find this thing and they're like yeah. this is and, I wanna, and, I wanna be uh, part of this. and wind like one of the hardest sports yeah. in, in the world it's so brutal to learn it's amazing when you can water start yeah yeah, yeah. and you can and that you know the, well that's also my, my thing about you know obviously the structure of the way the club has do the teaching but because we don't do the syllabus. No, we Which don't. Say quite yeah, we don't do um, We teach yeah. our own way. Anyway, but it's, yeah, um, it's so hard to learn and then people learn it and like the rewards that people get. Yeah. 
they get smashed up, they bump their knees, they hurt themselves, they're drinking beers with the instructors, and they're having the best time of their life. It's good, it's really good. Well, like you said, they find... Common you, intro. You find, you, find a com- you find a tribe, you find a tribe yeah. of people, then you go, oh, this is, this is fucking sick. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, I, and then you find out, oh my God, there's a lot of people in the UK that do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever country you're in, really, there's people that do this, and... Mm. A lot of them have been here before, and oh, now I, maybe I need to buy my own kit. And even if they don't do that, they go, "Well, we're coming back next year. We're doing this. We're doing that." And it's, mm. it. I remember thinking that's such a great, and I think it's why I now have this such strong belief of like, and because I've got it myself as well with windsurfing and things. But like, find something that you enjoy, because so mm. many people go through life without it, and they just yeah. they just live. You know, they love. Oh, what do you like doing? You know, I like going out and get smashed with my mates. But it's, it's like, well, what else do you actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. doing? A lot of it's word of word of mouth. It's mm. not, it, you know, it goes through family, friends, instructors. You go online, you hear about Club Us, whatever. There's not a huge amount of. It's not like we do a massive media marketing campaign. No, no. <laughs> you know, um, so you don't need to, as you said, you're full. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just busy. People are banging down the doors. They yeah, can't, yeah. You can't you can't answer the emails quick enough. So yeah, it's good. Well. Um, I've got two two more things I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The first one is booze. <laughs> booze, drinking. Yeah. Uh, regular listeners of the pod will know uh, my relationship with drinking has changed massively, uh, particularly in the last uh, fuck. We're in August now, eight months. The, in in the last year, um, to the point where I don't actually re drink anymore. Um, not because I get hungover or oh I'm getting old because I'm thirty because that's not fucking true at all. Um, I still don't mind, but more more like a just brain and like I hate using the word mental health on this podcast and I don't really know why but I, I yeah I, in fact I just found it was making me anxious the next day of what have I done and what have I said and all this rather than actually just having a sore head so I just haven't really been doing it but I did drink for many many years and we've had a lot of uh, outrageous evenings around the world together and things like that and something I talked about I did a podcast by myself about booze Mm. and about my changing relationship with it and a, a big thing that I spoke about was uh, 2015 was my my third season at Club Bass um, and I had a bit of a tumultuous year shall we say um, I, I perhaps was in a relationship I shouldn't have been in uh, I got quite stressed and every Friday night at Club Bass we used, to, we used to have a barbecue and a bit of a party and without fail every Friday night I would get outrageously drunk and make a bit of a fool of myself and do something stupid and I remember you taking me aside in, I think it was like, it was August. It, this had gone on for far too long by this point. But I remember you being like, right, because I remember my mum was here, she used to come out sort of August time, middle of August. And I remember you took me back round the sail rack and I remember crying, chatting to you mm. being like, I'm not, yeah, something's wrong here. Mm. And you were like, yep. I remember you being like, it's, you, we've got it's booze yeah. you're drinking pints of vodka and soda lime every night and you're doing this and you're doing that and after that for the rest of the season you didn't ban me but you were like just drink bottles of Heineken and I think you told the bar staff you were like don't serve him spirits yeah. and all this stuff and the remarkable thing is it worked and part of me is like it worked because I didn't drink as much but I also actually think a lot of it worked was because we just talked to each other for 10 minutes and you were very much like, I did this a few years ago yeah. when me and a chick yeah, woke yeah. up and I yeah, met another yeah, chick. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you basically done, and I, 
the more I think about it, the more I'm like, actually, I think that conversation was what helped rather than me drinking Heineken's for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. What's... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be like, what's your relationship with booze like? Because that's such a vague question. And I know I've just given you an absolute word word salad. Um, but what, uh, uh, what, yeah, what can you say on this subject, I well, suppose? I d- well, I don't know. I, I like to party. Yeah, well, so do I. That's <laughs> no, the thing. Look, yeah. I, I mean, look, recent times hasn't allowed it so much, but um, look, I guess people that people that know me also know that I was renowned for being a big, a big hard, drinker, hard a, party drinker yeah, yeah, yeah. a party man. You know, I used to really enjoy the party, and um, but also I know <clears throat> I know myself quite well, and um, there's no denying um, I've made many a mistake and um, when I've been on the booze and had too much to drink or I've been let's let's say frustrated for whatever reason mm-hmm. and um, it's something you know we talk about the the ownership of when you've made a made big mistake. when you've made a big mistake but also owning it when you know when you've when you've got it right when you've nailed it and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so yeah, I've I've you know I've really let myself down the team down before because of the booze, and it's something that I'm still learning to this day. Because it, unfortunately, it's you know you can you can be the life and soul of the party, and everyone will really vibe. But worship, when yeah. but when you've had too much, or you're tired, or you're emotional, or your boyfriend or your girlfriend's done pissed something or yeah, pissed yeah. you off or works bad or you're stressed out of your eyeballs or you're dealing with something that you're not talking about with your mates um, and then you go out and it, you can do like you can do like you know drinking out of the bottle and being by yourself and being it's really scary or you can be partying hard which I think I was more like I, I would just want to party hard as that I can, hard you, yeah, as I can, yeah, yeah. you know, as part of hard. I want to dance. I want to drink. I want to have shots, and that is the the thing. As soon as you get on the spirits, yeah, let's call it the hard stuff. Yeah, yeah. Once you get on the hard liquor, um, yeah. and um, Ivan, it's obviously one of my very good friends yeah, yeah. and yours, uh, yeah. as you know. Um, we we would drink a lot of brandy. I'm talking about recent years, but yeah, yeah, yeah um, I the Metaxas. Yeah, so yeah. we were doing brandy. We, things escalated with the brandy bombs, and obviously, um, yeah, it can get way out of hand because you are like, yeah, out. You are out there. You're out. You're out. You're out. Body, you don't. You yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. what you're doing. Who yeah, you're yeah. talking to, whatever. But and it's it's bad. So yeah, you need to dial it back if you've got that kind of character, um, and you need support from your friends as well to be like you need to chill out bro yeah, yeah. you know you need to dial it back and like because when you're just on the beers or wine or whatever it's, it's, different, it's, it's it? really good and yeah um, so yeah it, you managing that it's about managing it yourself um, and you know getting a grip of what you're doing but yeah I still like to party yeah but I haven't been because well we've not had the excuse to we've not had the excuse to but yeah it's um, do you think that's something that you've got better at with, it, with age mate, it, it? it hurts so much to have a big drink up now yeah like the next day it's I can tell it's you the as gone. the years yeah as it goes on and on it's on and I've had like I don't know in the last couple of years I've had a, f- a few where I've like 
been so in so much pain but I've just had to put the sunglasses on and be like I'm going I'm have I'm going to have this day this day is mine yeah and I'm getting it by I'm getting it by the scrap of the neck sort oh, of thing. Oh, and yeah yeah and you got you've got to if you stop that's it that's when it hurts yeah, yeah. so you just got to go as hard and fast as you can well, that's drink Clubhouse, drink yeah. lots of water that's something, <laughs> that's something Clubhouse teaches you as well teaches yeah, yeah. you how to yeah. how to perform under under pressure when you are really at your worst I'll never yeah. forget like me and Ollie T talk about it all the time one duck jive lesson in 40 degrees on the lawn mm. and you like you say sunny's on how on yeah. like you're basically asleep yeah because you, you're trying to and we were just tagging each other out every 30 seconds because I'd be like oh, I need to just go you, um I always I haven't spoke, mentioned my mother yet, but she always has so many wise words. Right. And she'll be like, "Well, look, if you want to play big boy games, you got to pay big boy prices. Yeah, yeah. That's the consequences yeah, of yeah. your actions. So you know you got to be prepared for that. And I always remember that because obviously at the time I'm having the best time ever, throwing beers in the air and. Yeah, dancing yeah. and it's wild it's absolutely it's absolutely wild and then it's all wrong the next day and you're like you don't even know what you've done yeah, yeah. Like, that's, and see, that's what kills me now oh I saw you last night yeah. and you're like oh my god that's why um, I get the fear and then you're like oh dear I've got to pay the price for this now yeah and you've got to take you've got to take it on the chin and be like yeah who made a mess of it didn't you I need to say sorry to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah and that's not I'm, I'm maybe talking about myself there but it's not I think everyone has different scenarios some people are really good on the booze and can handle it other people can't I call it the zombie apocalypse I've got people that I work with still now or I have in the past that behave differently you know they fall asleep they wet themselves they do yeah, yeah. we all do silly things it's all you I know, think that's what yeah, you, yeah. one thing that's good to realise is that yeah. everyone at one point in their life pretty much has done something stupid when they're drunk so what you, about when you have that collective yeah, yeah. yeah Dave the rave the chef right? well exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he, I, Tokyo I, drifting the, I fired the truck him twice. the car park did you fire him I, twice I, I didn't fire I, I fired him once I let him go once um, Upton Clue yeah who I don't know if you remember or not him. he was the hotel manager at the time Upton fired him because he was being a naughty boy in the kitchen after a mega party night at Club Bass yeah and um he was so messed up that he punched the wall, broke his hand, told everyone to F off and then got in the company car and did donuts around the car park yeah, no, and Tokyo then drove drift. off. He was a Tokyo Drift, yeah, yeah. And then he came back and he was fired for obvious reasons. But um, I mean, when I had to let him go, he was, yeah, it was pretty funny. He came, he came back a couple of years later, didn't he, remember? Yeah, he did not stink because... He, he reformed himself, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he still he was he was supposed to be the head chef and the manager, and he, he was um, he was let's say I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but it was a few hours late for work. Yeah. Anyway, the boys were doing all the job, all the work, and he um, eventually was found underneath a tree down near the harbour on the yeah. beach with a girl, and he came he came to work, and I think they probably said, "Oh, Ollie's really angry. He wants to see you, whatever." And I'd been alerted, let's say, and I went out to the back where the staff bike, motorbikes parked or whatever, and um, I just shouted at him from way, way down, and I was just like, go to the office. Like. And I get up to the office, and this, this, he's standing outside the office. Yeah. And I look at him, and I'm just like, oh my God. 
I'm going in the office yeah. and I shut the door and I'm like take sit down I'm like, Dave this is not cool you're supposed to be one of the managers I mean yeah. don't get me wrong I've messed up myself a lot but yeah. Dave's he's he's in his white underpants his white socks and his white trainers and he's this guy Ollie I'm really sorry and he's an absolute mess and he just starts crying yeah, yeah. and I'm just like oh my god you need to get out of here. Yeah, and he goes, oh, I can do it. And then he just go, he drinks a Red Bull. He does it. And he just gets on with his job. Yeah. And I think it, what was he saying? Yeah. Ha- yeah. <laughs> Hashtag chef's life or something. Chef's life, yeah, yeah. Like you said though. Like he's an absolute lunatic. Yeah. But he did it though. Like, yeah. like, like you know, like your... Um, he turned up to work in his pants. I remember. And his socks. And they, and found, him, they yeah. found him downstairs. Yeah. Like, Unbelievable. In a starfish on the bottom yeah. of the board and pair floor. My little brother, yeah. Finlay, was yeah. the KP that year. Found him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, he lost his job. I believe he'd, um, yeah, yeah he'd, he'd pissed himself as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the floor of board and pair. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Absolute lunatic. Absolute yeah. lunatic. What's, yeah. um, you, you have this, Fame. This is this is something that's not on my list at all. But now mm. we're talking about it, so we're in. Mm. But you, you have this thing we were talking about it the other day. I was talking to Simon Aost about it, who's uh, mm-hmm. managed Nielsen for many years. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the fear of hearing your keys, <laughs> of hearing your keys jangling, and you go, "Shit, Ollie's coming," mm. and all this stuff. Mm. How do you balance that, like intimidation of I'm the boss, and I know what's up, to then being like it's all good and I'm going to buy you beers and we're all going to have a lovely time and you can talk to me. What's the, have you found that difficult or is that just something that's come with experience for you of being a manager of people? Yeah, look, it's part, you know, it's... Because you have to be authoritative, I guess, but... Yeah, look, it's, look, you know the score. You've had, you and me have drunk beers and all over the world sort of thing you we, drank, know. we drank we fought we made our ancestors yeah, proud yeah we've we've, we've we've argued we've supported you know I've, you know we've talked as you talking earlier on supported you whatever and sometimes it's um, you know it's like it's like um, Sambo is part of the you know the the history of part of Clavas or whatever like yeah. amazing windsurfer hard as nails great instructor loved by the guests and all that stuff but you know he's an absolute wild man as well yeah, absolute yeah. wild man and sometimes you know you've been you were part of that era with those boys and um, sometimes it's like re- it's really tough love yeah it's really tough love because you've got to you know I've worn all those t-shirts I've made all those mistakes and I've learned from them and then you that, and then they got to learn from them as well you know falling off your motorbike breaking up with your girlfriend being pissed getting too drunk and making a fool of yeah, yourself yeah yeah and yeah, like yeah. you say the, the keys jangling or whatever because I wear I've got this bunch of keys or whatever but <laughs> yeah and everyone goes oh my god he's coming you know but then it's like yeah you're going to get a bollocking and you're going to get you're going to get told off because you because you've been a twat yeah because you know you, you know you know you've, you've messed up messed yeah, up yeah. so take it Take and it, it and then it's done. And then it's done, and then we'll move on, and then we'll have fucking beer. And we'll be friends. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, that's the way it is, and I don't know. That's just the way it rolls with me, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And then finally, I feel <coughs> sorry. I feel like we already sort of touched on it. Oh fuck! I thought something else I want to talk to you about. Anyway, um, something we've always said, and we always joked about it, especially when we were in Cape Town and things, mm. and we were always like, "We're the Lost Boys." 
Right. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm fucking Peter Pan and you're all the lost boys. Um, of living this dream, yeah, yeah. living this dream, and we're traveling, and we're in Cape Town for three months, and then we mm. all come here for the summer, and and, mm. and we all do this, mm. um, and things like that. And I, I perhaps feel like you know you've talked about this already, but as as you uh, you know get a bit older, and you, you mentioned your mum always has some really wise words of advice, and that that's something we've we've got in common. I, I've never met your mum actually, but you mm. you've met my mum quite a few times. She's never been here, my mum. That's mad, isn't no. it? I know. Always goes to Spain. Is she? Yeah, yeah. Does that bother you, or is leave it? Uh, is she yeah, very much no, like it's your turf? You do you? No, nah, it's 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 yeah. They they just do their own thing. Yeah. My parents they they both teachers, so they uh, okay. They weren't always teachers, but they they were te- they're obviously retired now. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so school holidays in in Spain, and they still do that. They've got a crew down there. Oh, okay. So they just do their own thing, and that's why they've never been. What's their? Yes, it, it, uh, it, 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 yeah, it does. It hurts because I see everyone's yeah, family. Must, I know it must be. Yeah, yeah, that must yeah. be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. brother's been here though, hasn't he? Yeah, my brother's been here. He's been to Margarita. It's done the Dahab thing. We hung yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's that like for, for you then? As I said, you know, with your mum, and you know, obviously, yeah, she offers you, you know, advice and things like that. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm exactly the same with with my mum as well. You know, she's yeah. the wisest fucking woman I've ever met in my life. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with this kind of, you know, the Lost Boys and Peter Pan, and you're mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, we're going to be doing this, you know, forever. And well, I am trying to do it forever. I, well, yeah, that was That's kind of my question. And like, what do you do? You ever feel this pressure to? Fuck! I need to go and buy a house, and I, I know you already own a property and stuff. And we talked about this at length yeah. at the bar the other day. So, yeah. um, I you know I know you've got these other kind of hustles going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you, do you ever feel that kind of pressure from society and all that shit, or are you like, nah, mate, I'm I'm enjoying myself, and actually, you know, this is this is all good. Yeah, I think people. I, I think everyone hits at different stages mm. of life, and you know, it, I think there's a. There's like a there's a, a set thing, isn't it? It's like you know, finish school, gap year or uni, travel, blah blah, get pissed, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. go get and do a, a season, get yeah, a job. Yeah. Okay, then and you know you have boyfriends or girlfriends throughout that period of your life. Yeah. Then you like you know you meet a few, you get your heart broken, you break someone's heart, blah blah blah. You go you go through all that and you're earning money. Then you're earning money. You're getting older. Yeah, yeah, you're earning yeah. money. It's good. Life is good. Yeah, yeah. You can afford stuff. You got your own place. Blah blah blah. Then you know, it's like this. It's like this set of rules that is set out. Yeah. And then you buy a house, and then you have a kid, and you yeah. get married. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Old. And I've got so many friends like that, and I always the grass is always greener because I would, I, I don't mind admitting it. It just didn't happen for me. Right. That way, for obvious reasons. I'd, yeah. <laughs> been a season there forever and I'm still here and yeah for sure um, my mum says you know my mum's like I've got no hope of having grandkids your brother's gay and you're Peter Pan so (laughs) that's it and she you know it's like it's like one of these and the the real honesty of it is that yeah I do I love that sort of like you know yeah 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 you know it's the lifestyle's amazing Mm. I don't mean you know don't grow up of course I like growing up and things change as you grow up, obviously. Um, but um, it's I mean, it's yeah. really it's it's really good. It's a it's a real lifestyle choice to be a bit different than the normal set of rules, mm. and just go go with it. And like totally honestly, yeah, of course, 
periodically through your life. 25 is always one. Big. 30. Yeah, I'm terrible. Well, actually, I'm not. 35. Yeah. But it all, like, in, I don't know. Your 20s are amazing. Your 30s are really good because you're generally earning more money. And you kind of. Yeah. I, and I you've got like, more knowledge. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, the you know more, on. and like thing like you've learned more, and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm embarking on the forties, and we'll see what happens. And but yeah, like it's, it's cool. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to go by the the set. The set. Yeah. And that's you know that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the set. I've got all my loved ones, my friends, you know, my family, everything, all that kind of stuff. There's. They do that. They go to uni. They met yeah, yeah. They've met the one and they're settling down and had kids and we've got you know the mortgages, the cars, the phones coming out of the rear holes. Yeah, yeah. Holidays at Clubhouse. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's yeah, why it's I just find funny. They all come here, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just you know it's all. I just found it. Di- I found a different route. So, yeah. And that's cool. And I, I, I hopefully it will continue. Once again, that's that's so awesome to hear because like. I've never, I've never known anyone to actually speak to you about this. Mm. Even though we joked about the Lost Boys and all this, and yeah. that was years ago when we were in Cape Town mm. and all this. And there's always, oh, it's going to be all these last year and all this stuff. So it's actually great to hear you and like everything you've said and kind of a theme of this conversation, I guess, is that taking ownership thing. And you've essentially taken ownership of your own life and been like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> you know? just like you know, it's the norm is not for you, not for me. And it look, it might be. In well, years to come, well. I'm not saying it's not. In three saying, years, you might, you know. It's yeah, yeah. And I think people always judge for, they're like, oh, he's a bit old. He's, you know, he's 40 years old. Getting on a bit. Yeah, yeah, you need to get a proper job. When are you going to settle down? All that stuff. And yeah, like, let people judge away, whatever. I'm having a great time. Um, the job is really hard sometimes, don't get me wrong. Like, really, really hard. Um, but it is a lifestyle job, and you make that choice. and I'm I'm very fortunate as well because there is it's a very, very, very unique job to get into. You're at the top of a very, very steep pyramid, aren't you? Yeah, and it and it it's changed into what it is now because it wasn't always like no, that. No, no, no. It was it was it was a it was a windsurfing club run by two dudes that own it, and they had a hotel manager and a beach manager, and now it's a windsurfing club still run by two dudes, but. The general manager is a windsurfer, not a hotel manager. Yeah. So it's there's a different sort of thing going on there. Well, it's also probably yeah. about eight times the size that it was then. It's as well. definitely grown. Confirmed. Do you think that? Um, do you think that's kept you interested and hungry as well? Because you're just challenged. You're challenged all the time. If it, like if you got bored, mm-hmm. do you reckon you'd have been like, right, well, actually, maybe I'll move on to, you know, something different, like, you know, go and work at PWA. Something like that, but do you, yeah, think, well, do you think the fact that you're still challenged yeah, and all this? Yeah, is yeah. Look, it is totally. It's, it's a total challenge every day. Like it's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's it's, it's 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 still enjoyable. Some days it's not. Not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Some days it's absolutely rubbish. Yeah, shit. For sure. That's normal in it's any job. job. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I'm very. It's very fortunate. Sun on your back. Wind. Yeah, yeah. Greece, Greek islands. Amazing people. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, this isn't this wasn't actually on my notes, but it's, mm. it's something that I've remembered, um, and it's something I've said. I've definitely said it before in the podcast. But something you said to me uh, mm. in Dahab in early 2013 uh, has stuck with me ever since. And my dad actually said it to me when I was no, 
Did he? No, my dad didn't say this to me. He said something. He, he said something else. But it, it's something you said to me in early 2013, and it stuck with me ever since then. And it's always done very well for me. Um, and that was fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. That's something you said to me, and I remember I applied that immediately when I arrived here for my club bass season, and I met a guy called Nick Green, who runs a company called Water Sports World, who mm, who, mm. who uh, have a brand called Mystic, which yeah. are a huge brand within windsurfing, kitesurfing, things like that. And I remember chatting to him in Zeus Bar, and I met him, and I just gave him the chat, and he said to me, I was like, oh, you're going to sponsor me then, and he said, fuck off and get better windsurfing, and we'll talk next year. Mm, yeah. And I remember while I was chatting to him, schmoozing him at the bar and just faking it basically yeah. uh, my friends who I don't need to name you probably know who they are were behind Nick swearing at me and wanker sign and who the fuck are you talking to this guy mm. and one year later I sent him a couple of clips of me windsurfing and he goes right let's do this and he sent me a catalogue and said order whatever you like Yeah. and I ordered wetsuits and I ordered all this stuff and none of my friends had this Mm. but because I'd gone done on that effort and things and I completely attribute that to you telling me that you were like because I remember you giving the speech and being like I remember going to Boardwise with a shopping trolley and being like mm. I'll have foot straps I'll have this yeah. I'll have this wetsuit I'll have these hoodies and t-shirts and boardies and all this shit and I was like I don't want to pay for any of that shit so yeah, I was like I'll fake it yeah. till I make it and I still don't believe I ever actually made it I think I just managed to fake it the whole time and I kind of still am uh, you know, even with this podcast, and I, you know, still, I guess you could call it imposter syndrome now of like, when the fuck are they going to find out and pull the rug out from under me and things? But I, I kind of feel like I've been waiting for that for almost ten years now, and it hasn't happened. So maybe it's not. But that, to me, that was such a an amazing piece of um, piece of advice uh, that came about. I get, I know this isn't a question, but it's just something I, I kind of wanted to say because it's it's something that's I still I still think about now. Uh, now with the business I do now yeah. and with the podcast of just fuck it I'll just message someone yeah. and, you know with it I, I don't I know what you what you're talking about directly about the the obviously the phrase let's say yeah, yeah. but I think um, that comes from a time when Bubble me Colin Muzza and Lewis all, all those guys that and people that I looked up to as well it was like Look, you've just got to get the ball rolling. Yeah, you've got to. You've just got to put yourself out there and go. This is this is me. This is what I'm doing. Um, and um, yeah, show show winning or show your clips, show your pictures. You know, and and also there's a quite a power that comes with being an instructor at a big windsurfing school. Which oh, yeah, yeah. as soon as you've got your foot in the door that's it then you can use your personality to create um, a better better opportunity for yourself so fake it till you make it because sometimes people don't want to you know and it's it's like with the whole right recruitment of club bass it's like there's probably some really good people that have slipped through the net or not got the opportunity because i've been too much too hard on people or not giving them the chance or whatever but yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a big thing you just you've got to go for it got to grab it and fake it till you make it yeah and when you make it then yeah you will you will be you'll be you'll get a pat on the back for doing a good job and you'll get rewarded when you get there yeah. so like getting given free harnesses rash vests wetsuits whatever it is I don't know free yeah, yeah. equipment or whatever so yeah it's good yeah no and I, yeah I still remember it now and I still make fun of the boys that were standing behind them because I'm like 
I was sponsored by them for my entire clubhouse career. Yeah, yeah. Five years, I get sent a catalogue every March, April. Order whatever you like, mate. Yeah, no, it's great. Every year I got it. And, and I know that's, like I said, in, in the grand scheme of things, perhaps that's not amazing, but that's translated into almost every aspect of my life, from the business I run now uh, to you know this podcast, when I try and reach out to slightly famous people I've had on the podcast. I've mm. just been like, I've just taken this like, do it then it's done and fake it till you make it or fuck it I'm just going to message this guy and see what happens yeah exactly it, look, yeah. another way of saying it is um, if you don't ask you don't get yeah so if you ask the question or send the CV with the pictures and the video clips and go this is what I do then people will take yeah. it on board and you know sometimes you have to try twice three yeah. times to get in yeah. and once you're in and people will get get you and get your personality and Da, 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 then you're in and you're on yeah. but if you don't well that was yeah that was something I learned as well from Club Bass and all that stuff is like if you don't try then yeah if you don't, don't put yourself out there then well the worst and also like the worst that's going to happen is they'll just say no and you've, yeah, exactly. you've missed out on nothing yeah. they'll just say no and you're like okay cool yeah. no worries yeah. but also like there's this whole thing that used to, perhaps used to be around of like it's, it's not cool to try it's not cool, yeah, yeah. you know, not cool to try and all this. And actually, I think a lot of people viewed Club Bass as that, and it's all the bass holes and all that stuff. But it's mm -hmm. like, actually, we're all probably trying a lot harder than every other place because we're all trying to get sponsored or we're all trying to negotiate, you mm. know, like me and chat to the guys at Mystic or, yeah. you know, yourself and the guys back in the day talking to Boardwise, the, the shop or, yeah, yeah. you know, or anything that you've done. Bubblebee's mm -hmm. sponsored by Animal for 20 fucking years. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, all this stuff. It's like, well, actually, it's pretty cool to try because you get loads of stuff and yeah. you, you get a lot of opportunities. And, and, look, and look at look at Max. Um, Max had an unbelievable windsurfing career, but he's still... He's still know, there. Still there, still sponsored, still doing it. You know, still on the front started, page. Yeah, 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 amazing. Like, yeah, obviously front it's covers and now, stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well... Uh, we've been talking for a fucking long time. Have we? Well, that's just yeah, we mates having a chin wag. Well, yeah, exactly. This is. I feel like this is literally like part one. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, if you guys have enjoyed that, please uh, let us or let me know uh, if you'd like that. Some very wise words there um, for anyone potentially wanting to um, enter the the season life and not just windsurfing. This is like applies to well, even beyond seasons. To be honest, just. If you if you just start a job and you're trying to manage people, um, or if you're being managed by someone, don't listen to this fucking podcast. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I can by far say only you are the the best manager I ever had. That's very kind of yeah, you. To the point where I now the Game of Thrones, Sandy. Well, yes, <laughs> you win or you die. Yeah. Um, yeah. To the point now, I've decided I will never have an, another manager again because uh, of bad experiences with ones after yourself, but. I've mentioned enough about that. No. I'll probably get sued pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Ollie, thank you so much for, for coming on. Mate, it's great to have a chat with you. Yeah. Hang out, have a beer. It's pretty much been the first time that I've managed just to relax this just week. Just sit down. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's good, mate. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. Um, guys, you can, uh, if you've enjoyed this, you can follow me on at the After Hours Lounge uh, on Instagram. If you go to the link in my bio there, you can also donate to the podcast. Uh, as I say, all this talking is thirsty work. Um, and yeah uh, I mean I do like I do still like drinking a beer every now and then um, so yeah any donation is much appreciated you can join us as a monthly uh, donation as well which is only £2 a month but it all goes towards helping me being able to allocate more time 
uh, to create these podcasts and everything like that. Because as I said, this ain't my job. And all those people that seem to say podcasting is their full-time job, I still don't believe because you don't earn very much money doing it. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Ollie, again for coming on. Thanks, Andy. Uh, it's and been we good, will, mate. We will see you for the next one.